This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Junkyard Dogcast, everybody. Producer Jordan here with the man, Rusty Mansell. Georgia absolutely dominates Michigan in the Orange Bowl. Uh, won 34-11. to 11. We're going to break that down for you guys. But first, Rusty, Happy New Year. Happy How's it going? Year, man. I'm, I'm hey, Coffee. Definitely coffee. Yes. A lot of water, coffee. So, But definitely glad uh, 2022 is here. And I uh, hope it's uh, everybody in this the entire world takes a 10 steps forward, man, to, to get back to hopefully living like we did and all the time I've known. <laughs> absolutely. Definitely agree. Uh, well, like we, we kicked off with Georgia absolutely dominates, uh, Michigan, uh, final score 34 to 11. Um, Rusty, we talked about yesterday, some key matchups and I really think that's one of the places I want to start. Um, let's talk about the play of Jamari Sawyer, man. Just absolutely neutralizing Aiden Hutchinson. Michigan didn't didn't record a sack. He had four tackles in the first half, and he had zero in the second. Yeah. And and listen, <clears throat> I want to be real careful because Hutchinson is a hell of a football player. He and, is. That guy, and that guy, I mean, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. If Falcons get him, I'm going to be excited. But I think going into this game, it was totally. I wouldn't say disrespectful. I just was surprised that that Jamari Sawyer was not getting the kind of mentions because this is a former five-star recruit. Uh, This is a guy I've known for a long time, and I said it in every podcast this week on here. This guy is – he wasn't going to be – he was was looking forward to that challenge. You know, he was looking – on on his Twitter header, you know, he says, I'm trying to buy my mom a house. And he's had that on there for four years. And don't think that he didn't walk into that game going, don't think that he didn't walk into that game going, hey, this guy's a number one draft pick. I can make a lot of money tonight off this tape. Um, I was there, I was standing on the field in the Alamo Bow, uh, in, in the Alamo uh, Dome in uh, 2017 when those two went at it and practiced one day, and it got heated. Now, it wasn't like they hated each other and all that kind of stuff. They got after each other in some one-on-one. So they'd had a taste of each other. But I think Jamari reading those clippings, I know Jamari very well. And I'm telling you, man, that kid is cut different. He came back to Georgia for a reason for games like this. And I think it was a perfect setup for him. All the headlines were on Michigan's defensive line. 
and nobody was talking about Jamari Salyer or Warren McClendon. And both of those guys, uh, by the way, Ajobu, zero stats. Yeah, didn't even record a stat. He had zero stats. I mean, he had nothing. So what those two tackles did, Darnell Washington also uh, played a big role, John Fitzpatrick. But, you know, what Georgia did to those guys, um, it was it was pretty dominating. Flip over to the defense. Um Hassan Haskins, Blake Corum, uh, Michigan's touted backfield, um, you know, combined for, you know, just 52 total rushing yards. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about what Georgia did correctly just to absolutely kind of, you know, do that bow constrictor and just kind of squeeze the life out of them. Well, what what, um, the bad news for Michigan was the front four of Georgia dominated the Michigan offensive line. So when that happens – not only you're getting penetration and negative plays out of the front four, it allows Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, and N'Kobe Dean to go to work, and they did. And that's what that's the recipe for something that happened last night. But, you know, with the Alabama game the first time, you know, Georgia was unable to do much at all with their front four. They were having to bring guys. When you have bring guys, extra guys – it creates opportunities one-on-one. Alabama took advantage of those. Now, Georgia's going to have to regroup, and we'll have plenty of discussion on that. But as far as you talking about last night, when Georgia's front four, Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, uh, Trayvon Walker, who played unbelievable, you know, all those guys, when they were able to control the line of scrimmage, it was a wrap because at that point, Michigan had no chance to do anything offensively because they couldn't block those front four. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. Um Stetson Bennett, one of his uh, better game. I mean, you could you could argue that's the best game of his career. Um, throws for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and just being able to extend plays with his legs. I mean, there were a couple of first downs. I remember he picked up. It was had him in in, in third and short, and uh, everybody was covered. And, and and this guy just scrambles and and, and he makes plays. An example: the 20 yard run. If you go back and watch that 20 yard scramble. Hutchinson beats Justin Schaefer. I mean, he he beats him. He has immediate penetration. Well, and I'm going to use it for example. If that's JT Daniels, that's a sack. That's a sack. But with Stetson Bennett, he sees the rush. He takes off to the right. And not only does he escape the pocket, he gets 20 yards. So that's what makes it – that's what makes you frustrating as a defensive coordinator. You've done everything right. You know, your guy beats a block, you get immediate pass rush, and then the quarterback takes off for 20 yards. That is deflating. And as a coordinator, Kirby Smart knows that. Dan Landing knows that. Defensive guys know that. That, that man, that, that, that'll that suck the life out of you uh, as, a, as a team and a player to see something like that happen. But, you know, I'm not saying Stetson Bennett's Michael, Michael Vick by any means, but he, <laughs> he does enough to really cause you issues. I think he's smart when he runs the ball. You know, I thought a lot about him this morning and what he's went through because I know he, you know, I know that Stetson Bennett, uh, I believe him when he says he doesn't read social media. Now, the people that do read social media are his family and people that support him. It's just inevitable. Sure. So he he carries that weight for, the, for those people and he carries that weight for his teammates and his, and his coaching staff. I mean, they, they're publicly saying he's our guy. He knows the perception of what's going on. To go out and have his best game as a Georgia Bulldog, sheesh, you know, I mean, that says a lot about that kid uh, to deal with what he deals with. It also says a lot that this man rocks, he rocks a flip phone. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, 
you know, he stays in his lane, man, and he does what he does. And and, uh, and he's got another shot in Alabama, and you know, he's he's over two against Alabama. So uh, this is this is a, this is a biggie. But what he's done this year and what he did last night, there should be zero hesitation in a fan base getting behind a player like Stetson Bennett. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, well, James Cook, um, six carries, 32 yards, four catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Rusty, this was a guy I feel like all season, everybody's picking him for player of the game, and he just doesn't he doesn't show up that game. Yep, but, yep. man, it, is there any game that's increased his draft stock more than this one? Nope, and, I, and I've told – I think I've said it on here. I've said it several times. He reminds me of the kind of the college career of Alvin Kamara. I think James Cook's best playing days are ahead of him. And you see last night, and it's the second time they've done that. You know, they did it against Tennessee when they flexed James Cook and they saw – they saw. Uh, excuse me, I think it was Tennessee. When they flexed him out one-on-one with a linebacker, they threw a touchdown pass in the corner. Well, they flexed him again last night, and they got him one-on-one with a linebacker. Instead, it's a minute drops a dime. Uh, they did that against Alabama last year in Tuscaloosa, the same thing. So, you know, I said this yesterday, uh, two days ago, I think, just because you know what's coming doesn't mean you can stop it. And they knew they had one-on-one with James Cook with that linebacker just because of personnel and how they were able to uh, formation that into that that one-on-one matchup. So last night, you know, you think about playing his hometown I actually flew to Miami to break James Cook's commitment. He wanted to do a commitment video. So I go down and I spent a day and a half with him and kind of, uh, you know, he shared some stuff, you know, about his family and losing a close friend. Um, and, and he kind of dedicated his little commitment video to that. So I've known James for a long time as well, but I know that it was extra special for him uh, to, to, to do it in the city of Miami. And, um, you know, he's a Georgia Bulldog, and I think his career uh, last night, that game's going to be remembered. Now he's got one more to shine in. We'll see what happens. But when so far, when you go back and think of James Cook, you're going to think about the Orange Bowl and what he did to Michigan. Absolutely. And and you were 100% right about the uh, the Tennessee game. I, I remember it. Well, they, well, they, it, was, it was in the red zone. You know what I mean? They kind of isolated him. You know, it wasn't like last night. The Alabama game last year in Tuscaloosa, they put him out there the same exact thing and Stetson Bennett hit him again for a long touchdown. So beat Alabama, Dylan Moses, right? Yeah, Alabama yeah. knew what was coming. And 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 last night Michigan knew what was coming. But it's athlete on athlete and you couldn't cover him in space. He beat him off the he beat him off the line of scrimmage. I was watching this morning. He he beat him off the line of scrimmage and he was on top of him within about eleven yards. So it was over at that point. He was if Stetson Bennett makes the throw, which he did. It's either going to be a touchdown or a huge chunk play. Absolutely. Uh, One more guy I want to hit on, uh, a guy that's obviously been in a situation like this in playoff games before, Darian Kendrick, five Mm -hmm. tackles, uh, tackle for loss, two picks. Man, it just seemed like any time Michigan got something going offensively, somehow he was the guy that completely neutralized the, the touchdown, you know, had the pick in the end zone. And then had the pick right before the half. It, it's almost like he he kind of just put the foot on the throat right before the half. Jordan, what did I say? I believe Friday um, we did our podcast that I said that that rushing the passer makes those DBs a lot better. Oh yeah. So, so Darian Kendrick knew last night, pretty sure early in that game, that he was going to have three seconds to cover a guy, or my guy's going to get him. So he was all over 
flu guy. I mean, he was just ball, you know, just ball skills. And I think what I'll take away from Darian Kendrick was his interview as MVP of the game last night, defensive MVP. And he said, look, I came to Georgia in June. These guys took me in every single day. And all I'm doing is trying to work, you know, to, to be a part of this team. And that says a lot. Look, the young man had some issues at Clemson. And sometimes it takes a change of, of scenery to, 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 to kind of grow up. And uh, Georgia is very fortunate to get a, a transfer lockdown corner like Darian Kendrick. And his, by the way, Jordan, this will be his third national championship game. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's incredible. So here's a guy that we had in the Army All-American Bowl. We had him at wide receiver. And I, I spent some time with him. I actually, at an FBU camp, a couple years ago, we were all working a camp in Rock Hill, South Carolina. I actually had dinner with Trevor Lawrence and Darian Kendrick, and those two were really tight. Those two were really tight, and uh, I got to spend a little bit more time with Darian then, just kind of meeting him a little bit more. Sure. Uh, and, and by the way, Jamari Sawyer and uh, DeAndre Swift, those guys, FBU, great, uh, you know, camp circuit. They brought all those guys in. They're all former alumni. So we went to dinner with them that night, us and about six or seven coaches. So I got to sit around the round table and listen to Andrew Thomas and DeAndre Swift and Trevor Lawrence and Jamari Sawyer and and Darian Kendrick talk about what's going on in college, which was really cool. But I think what stood out to me was his personality, uh, Darian and, and how close he was with Trevor. So, you know, you look at this, uh, what Georgia gets a very, very experienced football player. And what he did last night, man, two picks in the Orange Bowl, big time. Absolutely. Well, before we get out of here, uh, let's go ahead and hit our player of the game. I'll uh, I'll go first. Uh, for me, it was easy. It was Jamari Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it, this is a line of scrimmage league, and I think he really proved that last night. I don't think that there's been a game where uh, you know just a, a, a left tackle has has impacted that much. Um, as, as far as these like high profile college football playoff games, yep, yep. um, just being able to neutralize a guy that, that finished third in Heisman voting. I mean, that's kind of crazy to think. I mean, he, you know, had some tackles, but. Will Anderson, Will Anderson, George is going to face him again. Yep. I mean, if Will Anderson is not the top defensive player in the country, I don't care who you're a fan of. Something's not right. I mean, he, he impacts a game. He has to be double and triple team. Jordan Davis, had, you know, he's worthy of mentioning to Kobe Dean. But hey, listen, I don't want to get into who, but but the fact that Will Anderson did not get the publicity that some have, to me, I, I don't understand it. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Rustin, give us your player of the game. Um, my player of the game, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make two comments before I do. Brett Steele here says Pump House has great fried okra. They, actually, that's where we had dinner that night in South Carolina was Pump House. So I don't know if you were there, Brett, but that was a really cool experience um, to, to probably have dinner with seven or eight NFL first-round draft picks. But um, but uh, and Jermaine Burton was a guy, Freddie mentions that here. Jermaine Burton had a touchdown. He probably had a second one had they not had a pass interference. It was not called, by the way that I thought, but Jermaine Burton, I felt like Michigan's corners, uh, not as athletic as they faced. And I felt like you start taking about speed. Jermaine Burton's got a lot of top end speed. And I felt like George will take a shot. They did take one, almost took a second with him. So we'll see if that momentum carries over. But I, I, I love the Jamari Salyer pick. I love the, the way the tackles played. At the end of the day, what Stetson Bennett did in adversity and leading his team, no turnovers, three touchdowns, um, you know, seemingly made every good throw. Brock Bowers, 
made a freaking fingertip catch on the first drive. The, yeah. the, ball, the ball was a little bit overthrown, but my goodness, what a catch. I mean, that kid caught on the back of his fingertips. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Uh, running full speed and torque your body. So, But for me, it's Stetson Bennett, Jordan. Uh, what he went through this week, what he continues to go through. Now he's got a big game, and this is this is the one for him. For Kirby Smart and Stetson Bennett, look, they're 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 together. Okay, obviously they they they've they've hitched their wagon to each other. Uh, this is the game again, Alabama. Uh, these two got to get past that game. But what Stetson Bennett's done this year for Georgia and what he did last night in the Orange Bowl, whew, incredible. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. Well, well, guys, that's uh, that's all we've got for you today. Uh, we'll be back with you next week at some point. We got to work out schedules. Uh, those guys got to get back from Miami. I will, be, I will be in Texas. Okay, so I'm gonna pass it off to Jake and Kip. <laughs> I have text with both of them. Uh, if you're if you're a member of Dogs Two Four Seven, I believe Georgia has eleven commits, ten commits, couple targets that are being Texas. Uh, oh. for the American Bowl. So I'll be there on uh, – I'll fly out tomorrow. So Monday we'll have practice reports, ton of content on a huge portion of Georgia's signing class. Mm. Um, I gave – Kip one of the paper rock scissors to go to South Beach. Oh, by the way, I'm going to Indianapolis, and I saw the forecast this morning was next Saturday was 20 and 10. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to eat Saturday little better than you <laughs> kip made that a little better so uh you guys are handling most of it next week uh, jordan we want to try to do me and jake want to try to do a couple from indy so we'll try to make it work maybe yeah. i'll maybe i'll stop by nashville and still you bring you up to the natty and we'll put you to work up there but i'm uh, ready to go man again i want to say happy new year to everybody here all you guys that are on here we are rdc stats flip phone we got a new name here <laughs> uh, so but uh thank you everybody Happy New Year's, and and we got a ton, I mean, a ton of coverage. I talked to Jake this morning, and dude was like a kid on Christmas morning. Hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do that. I was like, hey, dude, just hold on and get back, and we'll figure it out. So we'll have a ton of coverage, man, and I will be away for a couple of days, but uh, we'll also have a ton of coverage. We'll get. I'll get back as soon as possible, but Jake and Kip will be all over this with Jordan next week. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Well, for this edition of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm producer Jordan. He's Rusty Mansell. We will talk to you guys soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.